Snowball Spark. You want good words? Data language. Talk real sports with a real man. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. And now, here's the be-all, end-all, know-it-all of high school, college, and pro sports. Aaron Skinny Cow with the Skinny on Sports. We're talking about practice, man. I'm the MVP. Good Wednesday morning out there, Western Oklahoma. Welcome to the Skinny on Sports right here on 98.1 FM, the Sports Animal. Glad to have you along for the next hour. The bottom of the show, the end of the show, got some college football topics. Did you see? Can we suspend the Texas hate for one day at least? I'm good with that. Did you see what uh, the Texas AD Chris Del Conte said yesterday? I did. With regards to the Red River shootout. Talk about that. Also, potential rules changes in college football to speed it up, i.e. make it more like the NFL. I read a long article about this and kind of what it might do, what it what, what some of these rule changes. There were four rule changes, all clock kind of related. A couple of them. Okay, no-brainers, kind of. Mm-hmm. Some others li- that will, will actually change the game. And then I've got the stats on what uh, everything is So right now as far as an NFL game, an NCAA game. And I've got maybe a controversial take on how to speed this thing. If you want to speed it up and not change the game, I've got an idea. Okay. That's not going to be well-received around these parts. I can promise you that. Uh, Canute Trojanette head coach Tatum Ridling will be on with us at 930 to talk about the Trojanette ceiling and look ahead, uh, season, excuse me, and then look ahead to the uh, area tournament starting off with Empire tomorrow afternoon. It is a Wednesday, so it's a Tucker family beef of the week Wednesday. I've had a request for one. I've got one. <laughs> and, I've and, had a request. Uh, to, to get your to get somebody else's beef out there through your lens? Kind of. I agree with it. I I had one ready to go, and then and then I, I was just in passing talking about it, and they, and I kind of got a request. And I was like, well, that's actually a good one, too. But it might be one you have. I've got one that I don't, I seen- don't know who to blame, but it's wrong. Okay. Okay. Uh, I texted a little bit with Mark yesterday. And I got some clarity about the, the his proposed, proposed rule changes to the playoff structure. Also, asking you shall receive, if you are wanting to see what everybody else picked in the Tucker family beef eight for state, we've got her posted, baby. We're good to go. Yeah. On the Skinny on Sports Facebook page, you can click that link and bam, and I, there and it I is. I liked what you did. You put who was left, like or how many teams were left for those who picked right i I tried to bold and italicize the ones that were out gotcha so when you look through the lists yeah yeah you see okay t you know 32 32 32 Mm -hmm. but i tried to bold and italicize in in the list themselves if so if you got somebody bold or italicized you are out that that team is out going into area tournament week but uh but i'm but we didn't put ours on there, but we're both 32, right? We I think have, we're both 32. Yeah, well, at least I was. I looked I at it. I had to go. I mean, I'm sure I was, too. I mean, I I'm hanging by a thread for a couple sex. teams there, but glad I didn't pick Garber, boys. Ouch. Ouch. So that's up there as well. And then we're going to start out with trivia right off the top. 225-9698 is the phone or the text line. That's 225-9698. Give us a call. Shoot us a text. We can talk about any of those things. Whatever else might be on your mind. Feel free to chime in. The list is on the Skinny on Sports Facebook page. 
is where you, there's a link to, to click it, and then it'll open up that list so you can see everything there. Uh, 225-9698. Uh, you got the uh, outside listening area. Check us out online, kadsam.com. Listen live that way, or you can download the Paragon Communications app. The app's got everything. It's got three radio stations. It's got the Penny News in it, brand new edition of the Penny News. Hit the website last night at midnight, thepennynews.com. Uh, is the is the website there? Check out all the deals this week. Print copy. Boy, I, I would hate to be Blake today, trying that to drive wind. that trailer back in the wind. Hope he may have left a little bit earlier today to get back. Hopefully to beat that, but I don't know if it's possible uh, to beat it. Trailer was still there when I pulled it. Yeah, okay, I didn't even notice. I saw I saw a video. <laughs> Scott's not happy with us uh, letting <laughs> letting Texas off the hook for a day. I think you will be once you hear what 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 the uh, request was. How about twelve hours? <laughs> How about twelve hours? <laughs> okay, yeah, it's okay. like four o'clock this afternoon. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll get mad at him. Um, anyhow, yeah, I saw a video of a golf tournament down in at Baylor was playing the Baylor men. Yeah, they suspended it due to wind. I mean, it was bad, but they kept them on the course. I'm like, they're, in, they're you're not playing in this, so you might as well get out of there. But anyhow. It's going to be windy, fire danger today, so be careful with that. Yes. Uh, also, this, uh, Big Elk and Paragon TV will tell you uh, tomorrow we'll run down the schedule of all the games because we've got tons of playoff action in area tournaments in the small schools, regional tournaments in the larger schools. All right, Jared, right off the top of the show, I have two trivia questions uh, for you. hurt my brain by giving me some trivia. The first, they're both related. Question number one is this. Today is the 40th anniversary of what? 40 years ago. 40 years ago today. 1983, right? Because I'm almost 40. 1983. Now, wait a minute. Well, that can't be right. Oh. Yeah, wow. no. That can't be right. It's wow. got to be 20. It's got to be 43 years ago today. Somebody posted 40. 43 years ago today. So that'd be 1980. Yep. Uh, February 22nd. That is uh, Miracle on Ice. 1980. You mean this? Five seconds left in the game. You believe in miracles? Yes! Unbelievable. Okay. Actually, I'm going I'm to do two more questions because okay. I saw this on the uh, text line. Who scored the game-winning goal? I'm going, I'm, I'm going back to the movie here. Did he come in there off the line and uh, was it? Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. Who was it? Oh, this is sad. Are we going to have to revoke your American citizenship for not knowing the answer to this question? Michael Ruzioni. Okay. And then this is the harder one. Uh, the Americans scored the winning goal. That's uh, that's that is true. The flag I fly. Now here is the question. Who do they beat in the finals? Because people forget. <laughs> Someone to- said Charlie Conway. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was against Iceland later on. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, they had it, amazingly how much that Iceland dude looked like a Russian. Yeah. But <laughs> uh. And then uh, who did the Americans beat in the final? Because beating the Russians wasn't the final. Was it Finland? It was Finland. So yeah. great job. We'll let you off the hook with the not knowing Mike Ruzioni and into uh, Finland. Yeah, that's the common thing. Everyone thinks that that Russia-America game it was, was it. the gold final. medal game. No, yeah. it wasn't. It was to get into the gold medal game or the semifinal game. You know how hard it would have been to bounce back and win that game against Finland? Well, they were down, too. And they came back and won. Came back and won, as always. Uh, so, yeah, 40 years ago today, or 43 years ago today, the Miracle on Ice, February 22nd, 1980. 
well, I know what movie I'm watching tonight. Herb. Herb Brooks. Again! Michael Ruzioni! U.S. Again! Finally. Finally somebody just said they were on the U.S. team. <laughs> they had to quit skating. That hurt my legs watching that for the first time. Ugh. Yeah, I don't. I can't even roller skate, much less ice skate. So, I can't possibly imagine how bad that had been. You know what movie a lot of people are watching right now? What time of the year? Small school basketball. Hoosiers. Hoosiers. Oh yeah. <laughs> you betcha. That time of year. It is that time of year. We ought. You know what? We ought to have a. You know, like Friday night, next Friday night, depending on where everybody's at. But if we're we're all up in the city. We ought to have like a movie night hey, I to, like get, it. to get prepared for Saturday's I championship like games. I like it. A little Hoosiers action. Um, a little bit of clarity. Speaking of high school basketball, we, we talked about some of the rule changes that Mark Rogers had proposed yesterday to the playoff structure. Um, you know, the rankings having some sort of teeth um, as far as penalties for coaches that don't don't rank their teams in a proper manner i mean not not just they just don't participate right you know there he he didn't name the school or anything but he pointed out there there was a team in 3a that their their schedule was lacking three losses just because of lack of reporting, just didn't report them. That's a shame. You know stuff like it, it's weird because they never, nobody ever forgets to report the wins. So I was, oh golly, I can't remember. I forgot that three games in that tournament they're we lost every one of them there before the night's even over. You can, in a lot of spots, but yeah, and so there, there's supposed to be rules there against that, how and come, they're not really enforced. Can I ask you this? How come if um, shouldn't it shouldn't that system as far as the online system? be where if one team reports it reflects on the other team's schedule does that make sense man i would think so i would think that because that if would you be go the case. to the other team right. and you look okay well that team it says no score but let's go who they played and then it's there well why wouldn't it just sync up that's a great sure. question. question i'm not sure for the webmaster at the ossa i guess i'm not website, sure it doesn't at the end of the day but if i it, don't know I, but I if it does if, if it does that then how then that means both teams aren't reporting which exactly, means there yeah. is somebody not reporting wins, which doesn't seem like possible. It's weird. But anyhow, um, that's one of them. Obviously, playing the season out before actually pairing teams into the playoff brackets, that makes a ton of sense to I me. I completely agree. Now, the one we were kind of had some questions on was either eliminating districts or splitting I think he said teams just straight up, up eliminating them, didn't he? He said eliminating districts is, is, is what he would do, but if it, if it wasn't that way – Splitting districts, but regionals would be the same. So you're not having you're not having team a boys and a girls team in different locations for regionals and area and yeah, all that, that kind of stuff. That wouldn't work. That wouldn't work. But yeah, eliminate eliminate the districts, or if you have to, you can you can at least split you can split them up in district in the higher classes because they can play on different days. Yeah, one yeah. can play Friday, one can play Saturday, but then you know into the regional tournament. I mean, up you kind of alluded to the district. It's kind of meaningless sometimes. Well, it's just a double and header. It's just a double header. Especially those larger classes where it's just a two team district. That's right. They're moving on anyways. And and it feels like kind of a money grab. Another reason to go online and buy some tickets. Yeah. No, no doubt about that. I mean fill in the gym one more or to whatever level you can fill it. 
an extra and I'm time. okay with that if that money is going and I don't know where the money goes I don't know the percentage of who gets what gate and all that stuff but if it goes back to the school I'm all about that don't get don't misconstrue that but another time I mean when you're paying you might get a sense of what the request was for my beef of the week but the the pain you know that's another weekend of pain for a family of four to go in I mean those ticket prices are high during the playoffs so it does feel like that district is kind of a money grab for the OSSA yeah, but it's not in the – I mean, the smaller classes, it, it eliminates teams. It does, yeah. So do you just move those teams on? I'm not sure. I, I think this was more geared toward the higher classes right. than the little the, But than if the it's smallest. the smaller classes, it does – a lot of them are three teams. Some are, in four. Class B, we had a lot of four teams. Um, do, the, do you move those on and you just expand the regional? I think you'd have to – in my opinion, you'd have to play the small schools districts because you uh, – you, that is a part of the elimination process. It is part of the process. Yeah. I think you're looking at more two way up, right? With with what his his recommendations were, just because what's the point of if if you're both going into regionals, just just seat them in a regional bracket to start with, kind of thing. And then that regional tournament looks a little bit different. And that goes back to seat them after the season, not you know. That's right. Yeah. That's could right. they? Could it come to a point? Okay, we're not going to kind of like when they announced the pairings, but when they could they announce these are going to be our regional sites before the season's over, but you don't announce the pairings until the season's over? I mean, like, okay, regional sites going to be Weatherford, it's going to be Bethany, it's going to be. Aren't you, you kind of hamstringing yourself for a. Kind of already showing your cards there. A little bit. Yeah. I mean, it's it's the same thing. Yeah. Because if, you know, yeah, two weeks left, say Elk City's number five. Yeah. And they go, yeah. That's, and then you got. Bethany, Weatherford, Tuttle on the schedule, and you lose all three of them, all of a sudden, yeah, maybe you're not in the yeah. top eight anymore. Right. But I'm anyhow. just kind of like siding right there. My, I'm not siding, but from a vantage point of the OSSA, like, okay, we're trying to help these schools out to make plans. Yeah, but, like, I mean, you know, if you can't make a plan prepare, from Monday to, to Thursday. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. That's. I, I think the benefit outweighs that. Yeah. Because a lot of those schools would know on Sunday, coaches-wise, you'd think you'd know Sunday afternoon or so before it's actually released to the public on Monday. Mm-hmm. Then you, I mean, you're not playing any games. So now you've got Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday practice time to, to scout your opponent. I mean, come on. Surely that can be, that can be figured out. But, oh, yeah. But, then I, but with, with adding the extra teams in the same bracket – you're also talking about more of the regular season tournament bracket look versus – you're talking about a five-county bracket in regionals. Yeah. Because you're going to have to play three days because you've got eight teams that haven't had a loss yet. So, you you know, you play the first round, then you play the second round, the teams that, lo- the teams that lose two are done. You know, and then you get to yeah. what, what the, what the five-county bracket looks like on a Saturday – but everybody is moving on except for whoever loses that fifth and sixth place game. Right. And actually, that's not true either. Oh, yeah, it would be. Because the teams that – well, that's interesting. Got to think about – yeah, everybody – yeah, you end up with six moving on to area. Or three – yeah, six. Three on one side, three on the other in the regional tournament. Mm-hmm. You get your your champ, your runner up, and then basically your third place. 
Am I right? Because if you lose that first round, you go down to the loser's bracket, win that one. And if you lose it, but here's the thing. You're going to have two teams that win then lose. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to have your, your, your second place team would be the loser. Then you're going to have the... No, no, no. You're going to have... You're, you're going to end up having four teams move on. I'm an eight-team regional. You're, well, you have eight-team regional right now. Okay. But everybody starts. So the no, format's the same. No, it's not because no, not everybody starts with no losses in regionals. Oh, that's right, right. So you're gonna have four moving on to area, is what I'm saying. I gotta, I gotta draw this. Because okay, <laughs> think of it. You got eight teams. You're gonna have two teams that win both games that are in the finals, right? Mm -hmm. You're gonna have two teams that lose the first game and win the second game, in what would be say the fifth and sixth place game. You're also gonna have two teams that win the first one, lose the second one that would be in the third and fourth place game. So the championship game, both teams are moving on because they don't have a loss. Now, do you do you switch around the third and fourth? You know, the, the teams that lose in the semis, do they play each other? Or do they play one of the teams that lost then won? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Because you're going to end up, you're going to end up with six teams that have less than two losses on Saturday. Four of those are going to have a loss, two aren't going to have any. Mm -hmm. So that means you're moving on with four. The two teams in the in the final, and then the two teams that win with one loss on Saturday. So you're going to end up with an eight-team area, essentially, because you don't get to knock somebody out on Thursday because nobody's lost yet to start You know, from mm -hmm. the district. So yeah. that's – yeah. and if you want a double elimination, which I think most people do – It'll have to change up a little bit, but anyhow, I think it's an interesting idea. And um, well, we just need to get Mark on here and have him explain himself. Yeah, and keep going further <laughs> into, yeah. into what yeah. we're doing. It is a Wednesday, <clears throat> but it, and that means it's a Tucker family beef of the week. Tucker family beef is locally born, raised, fed, and processed prime beef. You can order this three different ways. Purchase it three different ways. You can go on their website, tuckerfamilybeef.com, and order individual cuts, be it steak, be ground beef, roast, briskets, whatever that is. You can actually order individual cuts of beef. They've got some bundles, <clears throat> different bundles that have different um, combinations between steaks and then and then roast or or even um, you know, like chicken fried steak and some and some ground beef. Depending on which bundle you get, has different combinations of uh, those different cuts or you can order it by the bulk a quarter a half or a whole beef i can personally vouch for it it's the only thing that's been in my freezer for the last few years now ever since we started uh purchasing it for monty and, and and tommy and daniel and everybody out there at tucker family beef we have not strayed away even it hasn't even been a consideration to stray away uh, from uh, doing it that way. Tucker Family Beef has both a uh, Facebook page, that website at tuckerfamilybeef.com, or you just give Monty a ring, 580-374-5444. What is your Tucker Family Beef of the Week this week, Jared Atha? You want me to go? Okay, well, we've talked enough about the OSSA, and that was the request, was OSSA, OSSA and, and pricing at the gate. It's gone up and up every year, but I'll save that for later. Uh, I I want to go with uh, the NBA All Star Game. We got to stop it with the game. It's become a joke, right? 
it's every time you bring it up, everyone kind of scoffs at it, rolls their eyes, even giggles and laughs about it. It's beyond silly. The game itself is silly. I, I tuned in for a matter of maybe two minutes. It was already like 25 to 22 early in the first quarter. You could see where this was going. Nobody was giving effort. I mean, they're not even jogging up and down the court. Stop it with the game itself. You can still have an all-star weekend. You can still have the competitions, uh, the skills competitions, the dunk contests, the celebrity game, whatever. The, the, I like the futures game the, the, you know, that Giddy was a part of and others. I like that. But the game itself, just stop. Quit trying to change it. Quit trying to make it more audience appealing. It's not. It's not going to work. Just stop it with the game. Give the players the, the Sunday off or the, the week off or however long it, the All-Star break is and just move on from the game. It's just a waste of time on my television. So I got beef with the All-Star game. And I'm talking to you too, NFL. Just get rid of the flag football stuff. Give me a break. It really ought to be the, the rising stars ought to be on Sunday. Yeah. That should be the game. I'm more inclined to watch that one. It, because they tried. They I mean, tried. Or at they least harder than... Yes, I want to see a game. I get the argument of, well, they're not going to go 100% just a twist an ankle in an all-star game. I get that. So just do away with it. Get rid of the game. How about if everybody had to put up some of their own money? Like, how do you fix it? I don't know. Is yeah. that what, I mean, we're, yeah. there's so many say so every all star Say every All-Star on each team had to put up a million of their own no, dollars. not doing that. That would be sweet. <laughs> now you're getting people trying. They'd strike before they do that. They wouldn't even play. Now you're getting people trying if it's uh, their own yeah. money in a pot. But, yeah, is there a fix? I don't know. There's so, you know. Do you go back to East versus West? Do you? I don't know. You know, you know what the I fix just, is? I don't know. <clears throat> you know what the fix is? What's the fix? The stars in the game. Having a different attitude than they have right now. Yeah, yeah. And that is the start of it all. When you're asking for trades and you're demanding trades. Do you think Kobe Bryant lets it get to this level if he's still alive and he's still playing? Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, those guys? The competitive nature for those guys you mentioned were so high, they wouldn't want to do that. I mean, it would be embarrassing for them. At least the last quarter got competitive. The other night, it was nothing at all. I agree with that. You're going to have to have an all star game. Like okay, I think okay, the I enjoy because of the, how the sports played. I enjoy the the Major League Baseball All Star Game because they're still pitching. It's still pitcher no. versus batter, right? It's still there and it's still competitive enough to be. It's by too. far the best one. And then, but then I sometimes I've been asked this question: Would you rather go to the game or the home run derby? And I quickly say the home run derby. I mean, there's still money there for the dunk contest. I think there's still people who want to go see the dunk contest, but even that's kind of diluted because we're seeing the same dunks over and over again, it feels like. Yeah, here's a split it back east and west, and then the winner gets a home court advantage for the NBA Finals. Yeah, kind of I mean, what the they kind of did, did that. But still, I, they kind of did that. I hate for I, I I hate for a team that would have been dominant. Let's say the the seventy three win Warriors. Yeah, I hate was, for them to have to go on the road in an NBA Finals Game Seven because of a damn All Star Game. That's true too. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. I, but at I least that. But maybe that does get the competitive juices flowing a little bit in in the All Star Game. Mine is I don't ha- I don't even know who to blame. And for one time, I'm going to take up for a group of people that never get taken up for no matter what. And that is high school basketball 
officials. Okay. Why in the world are they being forced in district tournaments, games that matter, to run a two-man crew when all year long they ran three-man crews? What is going on there? I understand that there's a lack of officials, and, and that's probably part of it, um, especially once you get, like last week, when you get the 4A down through 2 you know, you get all the playoffs rolling at the same time. Yeah. And, and there's a shortage. No, one, no one's having a night off. Th- that's right. Yeah. It, but to me, that is absolutely ridiculous, to, to force those guys to have to run two-man crews in games that actually matter when they've done three-man crews all year long. Mm-hmm. I think it's ridiculous. And whatever has to be done to fix that needs to be done to fix that. Because that just doesn't make any sense. And and even think back to the week before when Class A and B are playing district tournaments, whereas everybody else is playing regular season tournaments. If you have to go two and three, let the playoffs have three and let the, the regular season games that – Right now, don't make a hill of beans because the playoffs of brackets already, yeah. already been drawn. Yeah, let them run with two. Yeah, I, I think you're asking those guys and gals to do something that they haven't done all year long, and I think that's ridiculous. When you get to games that really start to matter, which is what you get to uh, in these play in the playoffs in, in the district, it, it obviously stops after district uh, into the regional and, and area and state tournament round. It goes back to three, but I just don't understand the point of not doing it throughout the entirety of the playoffs and like I said I don't know who to blame I don't know if there is anybody to blame other than you know you know who might be to blame the fans the fans and the coaches for running officials out of the game because there's such a lack of officials right now that's right they're hurting that may be who that may be who is to blame is the fans and the coaches for berating those guys and gals for four months out of the year and then we get here to the most important time and there's not enough for it to be the way that it needs to be Mm -hmm. So that's my Tucker family beef of the week. Taking up, you know, you don't see that very often. Somebody take up for officials. It's and when it comes to Thursday, I probably won't be taking up for him anymore. But <laughs> at least right now. I, I have found myself when I see an official, especially ones I know, I tell them thank you. Yeah. You know, just because I know we're such at a – we're hurting so much. And the last, what, two, three years we've been to the state tournament, we see a booth. Sign up. To, it's like yeah, a sign recruiting up. booth. That's it's right. like It's like the Army, you know. It's like they're recruiting, desperately trying to get people to sign up. They are, and so when I see those officials, I mean, they they take a lot, and and are they perfect? No, they're human. You name me one perfect human, I can. There's only one. Only one. There's only ever been one. Yeah, but my point is, I I'm trying to be better at not berating officials, especially on air. Yeah. <laughs> we get in trouble for that, but um, when I see him, I'm like, hey man, thank you, thanks yeah. for coming out. We appreciate it. We'll 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 put that to the test this summer. <laughs> We didn't say anything about umps. So we're just talking to officials. <laughs> we'll be back with Coach Ridling. I have an idea of perfection. The perfect swing of the club or bat, the perfect form on the free throw line, that perfectly plays spiral football, and especially those perfect grill marks on a high-quality cut of locally sourced prime beef. It takes lots of time to perfect quality, but a quick, simple call or message to Tucker Family Beef can put locally born, raised, fed, and processed beef in your family's freezer so you can practice and perfect those satisfying grill marks. Give Monty Tucker a call at Tucker Family Beef, 580-515-4477. The Skinny on Sport. You've got too far!
Welcome back, Skinny on Sports, 98.1 FM, 1240 AM, KADS, the Sports Animal. Jared Atha with you. Aaron Kalk with me, with us, and with us right now is head coach of the Canute Trojanettes, Coach Tatum Riddling. Coach, I know um, this is your most favorite thing to do all season long is to come on the radio with us, so we appreciate <laughs> you taking the time uh, in your busy schedule uh, to be on with us. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for having me. Well, great season so far. Uh, Twenty-two and five on the on this year, and um, I think going in, I think we all kind of knew this had the potential to be a really, really good season, and it has delivered. So, just kind of give us an overview of your season so far and um, um, how it's gone for you. Yeah, it's been a really exciting season. Um, I think coming in from last year, having those three returner starters coming back was going to be big for us. Um, so we kind of had high expectations coming in. Um, I think our freshman, uh, Destiny, coming in has really stepped up and been a, a big key factor for us, helping us just kind of step up to that next level. Um, but, yeah, we just um, we came in with the mindset of we have a lot of goals to accomplish, and they've jumped on board, and, and they just work hard, and they're just a fun group. So we're just enjoying the season. It's been real fun to watch, real fun to root for this entire season. And uh, you, you mentioned Destiny. I'll, I'll start right there. There was all that – talk around town of there's this there's this kid that is uh, going to really add to this team and she's she's delivered talk about how she has come into I mean kind of thrust into that varsity role as a starter as a freshman and how her game has developed up to this point yeah I mean even from last year senior you know that she had potential to do it it's just you know freshmen you don't know which way they're going to go um, but I think those seniors have been a huge factor of um, the success that she's had this year. They just give her so much confidence um, and just kind of really just um, pull her along with them. And she jumped right on board. And early on, I think she kind of was a little bit hesitant. But then I think she found her own and figured out, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm just as good and I can play with these girls. And so she's really settled into her role and uh, been a big part for us. But I think a lot of it goes to just those seniors just really grabbing hold of her and just bringing, them along, bringing her along with them. Uh, Coach uh, Aaron Kalk, you guys got started out really, really well, uh, winning a bunch of games in a row, and then kind of hit a dip right before Christmas coming out of the five-county with a couple of losses and then uh, the loss to Arapahoe uh, from there. What changed? Did something change over uh, the course of the Christmas break coming out of Christmas? Because since then, only that one loss to Merritt before the other night uh, up in Cheyenne. Yeah, we had that stretch there, those three losses in a row, but um, I just tell my girls, I mean, we were still playing great teams. It wasn't like we were playing um, bad teams. Um, but, you know, those are times you got to learn, you know. And I think you have to have those losses throughout your season to grow and to learn. And I think they did. I think they learned from it. Um, and then we just came back and bounced back and uh, found the things that we needed to get better at. Um, and just during Christmas break, we, we really honed in on those things. And um, they came back with a chip on their shoulder to finish the season out the right way. Can you tell us what some of those things uh, were that you guys thought you maybe need to get better at uh, over the Christmas break? Yeah, I just think that we really make an emphasis on our defense. I think um, you have to be a solid defensive team to make runs. And so I really honed in on just rotations defensive-wise. Um, our press has been really good to us. Um, and just being, um, you know, quick to the ball and reading about the ball and then valuing the basketball, uh, making sure that we're taking care of the basketball, limiting our turnovers and getting high percentage shots, okay? not just uh, not just uh, the first open shot, but really working it to find that high percentage shot that we can step up and knock down. And they've done a really good job of that. Before we move on to the playoffs, I want to give you. I want to go back to the players. You mentioned the three returning starters; those were your seniors, uh, Jade Gray, Taylor Butler, Kylie Smith. Talk about them and and how they've uh, really stepped up this year as leaders. 
Yeah, they have. They um, came in with a mindset to really get this team together. I think they were um, glad with what we did last year, but they just felt like they could do so much more. Um, so they just came in from the um, get go with that grind of, hey, we're gonna we're gonna make this happen and we're gonna make these runs. And um, they're great leaders to all the young ones. Um, they're just great teammates, um, and they just are very supportive and uh, to every single one on the team. And so they've just been a huge impact of where we've been able to go because of that leadership role of theirs. And we'll look at the playoffs. I know that you know elephants in the room lost to Surreal on Saturday night, but I took away from that game, I, even though. Uh, it was a loss, but there were a lot of positives that I saw that uh, maybe you could take away from it. Is is that fair to say? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, Surreal, hands down, is a, is a great team. Um, and um, I think that we can learn from a lot um, from that, the ball pressure. Um, I think the second half was a much better job of handling that ball pressure, and it's something that we could see again. Um, and then just being able to go in at halftime and make adjustments, and I thought we came out and did a really good job of our adjustments that we did of trying to face guard and stuff. But, um, yeah, I think those are games that you learn from, you grow from, and you hope to see them again um, on Saturday. And hanging out with uh, head coach Tatum Ridling of the Canute Trojanettes. Uh, coach, just looking down your schedule, I mean, it is an amazing collection of teams that you guys have played coming from the five-county conference on a bunch of those. How much does that get your girls ready to go once we get into these games starting in the district tournament? I think it's important. I think it's important to play a tough schedule um, because in the end, you know, what you want to do and what you want to accomplish, you have to beat the best. Um, so when we can go and we can play ranked teams or teams that are ranked in their, you know, high in their, their class, um, I think it just makes us better as a team because we've seen it. And so when we come to playoffs, you've already seen high competition. And so you're ready for what's um, about to be placed before you. Um. Talking to uh, to your husband Ryan on Sunday, you said you were already on the film on Empire. Uh, what have you seen yes. from Empire, and uh, you know what kind of uh, challenges will they present? Yes, I'm a film watcher. I am. Um, uh, Empire is a good team. Uh, they are a good team. I know they're not ranked, and I think they're playing with a chip on their shoulder because of that. Um, they're trying to make a statement here, and I think they've played really hard um, their past two games, especially in regionals. Um, they have a nice little post player, and they have a couple of guards that go with her. So um, defensive-wise, we're going to have to be ready to go. We're going to have to be able to move quick and um, be ready to double in areas um, and those in those aspects. And the offensive end, um, they run a man in a 2-1-2, so we're just going to attack the zone if it's a zone and um, make sure that we're executing our, our sets on the on the man side of things. But um, it's going to be a good game, and they're going to come out and compete. Um, but I believe my girls are going to be ready to go. And like, like I said, they have a chip on their shoulder, and they have a goal in mind. And so um, they're going to come out and play hard. Uh, with Kylie and, and Taylor being seniors now, and then kind of make this go with, with to back to destiny as well. You know, back when when those when those seniors were freshmen in the state semifinals, two of the biggest plays they made to get to help that team into the finals came from Kylie and Taylor. How much of that experience for them actually kind of helped them explain to destiny exactly what her role is and what it actually can be as you move along throughout the season. Yeah, no, those two, um, Butler and um, Kylie have been great. They play so well together, and um, I think that um, they are – you'll watch them on the floor. They talk to Destiny all the time. They're, they'll be in the defensive end, or they're always just talking to her and, and boosting her, and um, I think that there will be no issue with them uh, bringing her along and giving her the confidence to know that, hey, hey, you're a freshman, but you can do it just like us seniors can do it. And so they'll be talking to her, they'll be bringing her along, and they'll be giving her all the confidence in the world to, to help her get the job done. 
All right, I'm out of uh, the serious questions. I got a fun question <laughs> because I'm always so, I'm always so fascinated with with your family and your yeah. lineage there with with your mom and and your uncle. When you guys get together for say Thanksgiving, instead of football, are you guys going to play basketball for uh, after the Thanksgiving <laughs> meal? What is the Thanksgiving like when all you guys are getting together? It's it's a fun time, and actually, my mom and dad know fits they're a little too old to be playing, but it's now started with our with our kids. So me and my my siblings, we we play our kids, and we're not very nice to them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yesterday, uh, Coach Broadman up at Leedy was talking about uh, having to to help your uncle along with some of the technological things that go along with being a coach. Now, uh, have you ever had to do that with maybe your uncle or even even your mom? Oh, my, I help my mom out some. Not my uncle Lance. Uh, I'm sure Luke's got him under control over there. But yeah, I'll help my mom out if she's having any issues. But me and my mom, we work a lot together. Just off, not with like um, games like huddle stuff. We're always sending film to one another and and giving each other ideas. So we work uh, together on that side of things. Now, did that stop on the 31st of January uh, after you guys knocked them off uh, by three? <laughs> Was there a couple of day cooling off period where uh, she wouldn't accept your help? <laughs> no, no. Uh, we love that game. It's a fun game, and obviously we're both uh, big competitors. Um, but once that game's over, it's over, and we're our che- uh, biggest cheerleaders. You know, I want her to be everybody besides me, and she wants me to be everybody besides her. So once it's over, we kind of let it go. But I do get the upper hand this year, so I get to talk a little trash. When, when Brackett gets older, are we going to see Leah wearing a Canute hat maybe to a, one of her games? Yes, we're getting her in canoe gear. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll hold her to that next time I see her. <laughs> yeah. uh, we're hanging out with uh, head coach Tatum Riddling of the Canute Trojanettes. Uh, coach, uh, last thing for me as far as coming up on uh, tomorrow afternoon, uh, if I ask you, the Trojanettes have to do this in order to win. What is this? Rebound. We've got to control the boards on both ends, um, offensively and defensively. We cannot give up second-chance opportunities. I like it. Uh, that's what I wanted to hear. So I have no more questions. I'm good. <laughs> uh, Coach, man, we really, really yeah. appreciate your time. Uh, the Trojanettes have been outstanding this entire year, and I'm sure that'll keep up uh, this week and fully expect to see you guys playing Saturday night for a place in that Class A girls state tournament. Thanks so much uh, for your time. We appreciate you doing this because uh, we all know that it's not your favorite thing in the world. <laughs> Oh, thank you, guys. Uh, you bet. That is head coach Tatum Riddling of the Canute Trojanettes joining us here uh, for a little bit this morning. Uh, man, you've talked about them all year long, Jared. It's uh, it's one of those teams that has uh, gotten better and better. And for me, it feels like they're most nights they're going to have the best player out there. And the other team, you know, we, we talk about what, what Canute has to do for the other team, but the other team always has to figure out a way – to slow Kylie Smith and yeah. keep her out of the paint because if you don't, she will get to the rim and just and, and run you out of the gym. Right. Yeah. It, what I've liked about this year is when um, that that was key for me going into this season. If Kylie couldn't do it, who can? And we're starting to see other players take on that role. You know, she mentions the, the other seniors and Taylor Butler, Jade Gray has done it a couple times this year, and then Destiny Jackson, the dynamic freshman, um, has has taken on that role too. So that's been kind of a nice, uh, you know. I guess, safety net if Kylie can't do it. And there's been times where she's come up flat. I mean, she'll even tell you that, or Daddy will tell you that, but then she's quickly able to rebound the next game. But when those times happen, we've seen those other players I've mentioned step up. I mean, one of them is the most unlikely hero in the Hammond game. That was Kendall Schuster, another freshman who came in and, and threw Hammond something they weren't expecting, and, and she came in with some big plays. But 
Um, yeah, but Kylie is where it starts, and if she gets going, it's a very, very hard team to beat. Very hard team. Now, for a team like Canute to take down a team like Surreal or take down a team like Cato or whoever it may be, if they get to Saturday, they're going to have to have all those players mm-hmm. complement what Kylie can do. And um, if when that's happened, and I've said it since day one, if that happens, this is a very hard team to beat. Because, and I'm glad she mentioned this because it was some, something I noticed was what did it take to kind of turn around that little three game skid? It was, you know, what was the focus during the Christmas break? And it was defense, and something I, I noticed, uh, and it was a big difference and a big uh, positive change for the Trojanettes as they move through forward through the season, and. Um, Looking at the film, Empire's going to have their hands full with that defense. Um, Hydro wasn't really showing it that much uh, as far as full-court press, and, and Hydro had them well into the fourth quarter. Um, I think matchup-wise, uh, look down low. I forget her name, number 33 versus Butler. If Butler can um, win that battle, get those rebounds, what Coach Ridley talk about, they're going to they, they're have success on Thursday. Well, but you know. it's uh, And I said it too, it's just a team that it's – they're fun to root for because you can see how they react to each other on the court, how they're rooting for each other, playing for each other. That's an easy team to root for. It's a, it's always one of those things when we start picking teams and we start looking at teams, you know, going into the playoffs. I want to, yeah, playing a hard schedule. That that's great. There's no doubt about that. But have you beaten any of those teams that you played that mm-hmm. were really good? Yeah. You look up at Canute. Uh, they've done something that nobody else has done. Yeah. That's beat Merritt. Yeah, you know they're they're the only loss of the season uh, by the Oilerettes was at the hands of the Trojanettes. Uh, Canutes also beat Leedy. Canutes beat Hammond, as we referenced there. Arapahoe Butler. Uh, you mentioned Hydro Weekly a couple of times. Hooker. So hooker. Hey, a hooker. So it's it's not just playing those tough teams. It's also beating those tough teams. Uh, and, and so I think that uh, that gives the confidence of, of being in those games and also coming out ahead in those in some of those games as well has to have the Trojanettes in a really good spot, even though uh, needing to win three games. Sometimes that's – sometimes if you if you play a team, you kind of have a feeling you might play the same team twice. You'd rather lose in the regional final than you would the area consolation final. Because then you got to turn around and try to – you know, that but, pressure is on. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you're going to lose one of them, you'd rather lose the first one and then come back through and have a chance – on Saturday night, and I have I have I, that a was sneaky kind of suspicion the, that's that where this is headed. Leaving the gym on on Saturday, just kind of in passing, talking with some fellow Canute fans, they're kind of saying, you know what, it it's kind of this might be a good thing. You know, they looked good in that third quarter. They made those halftime adjustments, but the deficit was just too big. But that we so those were the positives I was talking about, and that's what Coach Ridley was talking about too. But like, hey, you know, okay, now they can just kind of sit back. They they took that L. That might be a good thing where they can maybe get on a little bit of a roll this weekend and maybe get a rematch with Surreal. Yeah, I, I, I have a feeling that's where it's headed. It's going to be a, a tough one, obviously. In all these games, Turpin, you mentioned, has been playing pretty well. Isn't that next? No, that, that's – or is that It first? would be next. Would if, be next uh, if they if, both if win. If they beat Rorica. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. So, anyhow, uh, yeah, well, it's, it, uh, I'll get started tomorrow. Here, here's a, a quote on the text line, back to what we had on our Tucker family beef. Maybe a re- uh, another reason a shortage of referees is the young people that were thinking about being refs get berated in the third and fourth grade games and go, you know what? No, thank you. 
very valid. I, I, I agree. And then we got somebody on the other side wanting us to do a, a segment about bad officiating. I'm not going to touch that <laughs> I don't that think one. I'm doing it either. Not going to touch that one. <laughs> I think I already said that, so gave my opinion on that one. These are human beings. Oh, yeah. These are humans. It happens. Now, in his defense, he was one of these officials back in the day, so he kind of knows what it's like to get beer to the guy on the text line. Oh, oh, I thought you meant the guy who said about bad officials. He was a, I thought you were calling him a bad no, official. No, no, heck no. We'll be back. <laughs> I have an idea of perfection. The perfect swing of the club or bat, the perfect form on the free throw line, that perfectly placed spiral football, and especially those perfect grill marks on a high-quality cut of locally sourced prime beef. It takes lots of time to perfect quality, but a quick, simple call or message to Tucker Family Beef can put locally born, raised, fed, and processed beef in your family's freezer so you can practice and perfect those satisfying grill marks. Give Monty Tucker a call at Tucker Family Beef, 580-515-4477. The Skinny on Sports. Welcome back. Skinny on Sports, 98.1 FM, the sports animal. Tucker Family Beef of the Week Wednesday, sparking all kinds of different opinions. I had a feeling that would be a good idea, that people would be jumping all over their beefs. It sounded weird. <laughs> They'd be telling us their beefs. Yes. That's what I, yeah, they're right. Okay. Yeah. Officials should be held accountable as well as rewarded for the jobs they do. I think they – I think to that, that happens. Think they get rewarded, you mean? Well, yeah. I think by getting a state tournament. That's rewarded. what I mean. Yeah. I, I, that's I, what the goal is. They want to be – I think that that's yeah. – I think that happens to a certain extent. We're just talking about like bonus – no, no, no. I just mean, yeah. You get a bonus today because... Held accountable and rewarded yeah. from a guy that has done it. Can you imagine Billy? But aren't they graded? Like, aren't the rest? coaches going, okay, yeah, I give you... And then they turn that in. And they go, okay, yeah, you got good high marks from both coaches. That would... Right. Probably a good it. official is... I've always said this. A good official is an official you forget is actually on the court. That's right. Or the field. Or field, yeah. I may go to junior high football games just to yell at Billy. Oh, I'm all about that. For no reason. I'm all about that. He might toss you. Go down to, like, let's hope he's at Altus. You could walk in, have pickup taco in your sack. Hey, Billy, (laughs) nice call. (laughs) How about the pickup taco? (laughs) Oh, boy. I've heard about the controversy about the pay for the officials. I've heard Mm -hmm. about this, how it alters, and it's weird. And I don't know. I don't really want to comment on it because I don't know. Yeah, that's right. So I don't want to speculate. All right, let's see. Let's go back to something that was not well received on the text line to start the show. And that is being nice to Texas for a couple hours. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think I knew that about the Empire coach. Who is it? Local ties. A uh, last name is Powers. Coach J.C. Powers is. Oh, it's J.C. Heron. Okay. Powers. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think I'm, I think I'm getting called by a Chickasha coach. Oh, darn. Okay. 
I didn't realize she was. Uh, you know what? I think I remembered that. Did Yeah, I know exactly who that is. She graduated a year after I did. The name sounded really familiar yeah. when I saw it. Uh, she married uh, Wes. I, is it Wesley? Wes Powers? Uh, PJ. PJ. Maybe PJ. I can't remember which one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They got a stout team. Watching film on them yesterday. It, pretty salty. But I'm anxious to see how they handle Canute's pressure. It might be a reverse of what we saw Saturday night, how Canute reacted to Surreal's pressure. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, anyways. Okay, let's talk about Texas. Texas AD Chris Del Conte yesterday, kind of state of the SEC move, press conference. Kind of here's here's what he – interesting tidbit, a couple of interesting tidbits about the uh, annual Red River shootout. One, he has requested – to, that the SEC uh, remain in, at the Cotton Bowl, which I don't know if the SEC can keep that from happening anyway. Why would but, they move it? Why yeah, would they? It doesn't matter. No. So that, and, but also, and to play it at 2.30, guarantee that it gets played at 2.30 every year. I know this. Now, I haven't been in a while, and I'm a little bit older than I was the last time I went, but I can tell you one thing. That would be a welcome addition. <laughs> For that game not to start at 11 o'clock in the morning. It was a struggle getting to those 11 o'clock games Let after it. those Friday nights at the West End. Ooh. Rough. Yeah. Very rough. And and I'm sure a bunch of people would be on the same boat as as us with the 2.30 start being a lot easier to make and a lot easier to get up for uh, there at the Cotton Bowl in Dallas. The other thing, did you see the ticket prices? 200 bucks For OU Texas? Yep. That's what he said for the next three years, like uh, like hard, just <clears throat> no higher than two hundred face values, two hundred bucks, and it won't change. That's what well, he that's said. Not a bad price when if you can plan that out, knowing I'm paying no more than two hundred bucks. So, I can start saving now, and you know that's yeah. I my only beef, I guess, with that, I'm kudos. I like it. Obviously, the 2.30 thing, keeping the Cotton Bowl tradition as is, surely the same weekend in October every year. Oh, yeah, year. I think I mean, it's nothing's going to change there. And I think the SEC knew that when they were trying to get the guys to come over. Like, we want that game to be an well, SEC yeah. game. Yeah. We, want it, we want that tradition. So they weren't going to mess with that. But I'm glad he, he was um, had the wherewithal to kind of be progressive there and keep it like that. I just kind of wish it was like a joint statement with – with Castiglione, like, hey, yeah, we both talk, and we've talked to the SEC, you know. Speaking of which, did you? we didn't talk about this before the Super Bowl. Did you see the joint uh, good luck tweet from OU and Alabama mm. football? You ever seen anything like that? No, it's ridiculous. You've never seen I don't. I'm so over that conversation. <laughs> but back to that, that's my only beef, but <clears> – <throat> Now about four o'clock. I'll hate Texas again. So what's going to happen when today Joe C comes out and say, "Ah, oh, that's all hogwash. We never, we have, that's not going to happen. This is moving to uh, home and home, SEC game. He might be fired. What do you think the reaction would be from the fan bases if that game left Dallas? Oh, not good. It's it's a that's one of the big reasons why it's one of the biggest rivals and biggest games in college football because of the neutral setting. Am I wrong? It's well, the split fifty, all that. It's unlike anything I've ever been to. No. 
Hasn't he gone there since the 40s? Does it not intrigue you 50s? to see Texas on not Owen one, Field? Not one bit. Just asking. Nah. I want to keep it. Call me old. I want to keep it where it is. I mean, that's I mean, that's what you plan okay, for. Okay, here's the question. People plan their vacations around that. Here's the question. What would be more acceptable to you if it left the Cotton Bowl? The same idea in Jerry World or Home and Home? Uh, probably Jerry World. <laughs> now, the big wigs want it home and home so they can cash in, right? Blasphemy. <laughs> That's what I'm getting. I, I'm just playing devil's advocate. No, I, would I, know be, shit, but I would be crushed if that game left to the Cotton Bowl. Yeah. I mean crushed. Because I We've do, had OU Texas and Jerry World. I think that it would, even though it's still the same two teams, even though it's still the hatred back and forth of rivals, I think it would lessen it. Even in Jerry World? Yes. Yeah. Because that venue itself, the Cotton Bowl, adds to this game. We've talked about it where if you're on one side of the field opposed to the other, depending on what team, you could be in your opponent's side. You know, and, and like you've said, something ha- the fans are cheering no matter what happens, every play. That's right. 50% of that <clears throat> Cotton Bowl is happy or sad at the same time, every play. It's really wild. And if you haven't ever been there, I don't care who you root for, you have to take in that experience one time. Because with the way that sight and sound travel and the different speeds at which they travel, you can if, if something bad happens, you literally see Texas fans' arms go up before you hear the roar come at you. But you, I promise you, you can feel it. Mm-hmm. You can absolutely feel it coming at you. And it's, I mean, it's, you know, just a, it's it's not like it's a long time. I mean, you just see and then, you know, there it is. Or you, you can kind of see the smoke out of the cannon before you hear the kaboom. Right. Stuff like that. Yeah, you have to be there only twice, by my recollection, only twice that since I, I've watched it on TV that you kind of, you felt like, wow, that, that stadium is, is something about this game. Superman play, the you, you know just watched you just felt that come through the TV that reaction that you're talking about, and then um, the large comeback just a couple seasons ago with OU winning. That that it I mean the the whole camera was shaking because the whole stadium was shaking. It was crazy, and you felt that come out of the TV. But then I remember that immediate remorse i felt like i should have gone <laughs> i yeah. could have been in there for those plays and there's obviously the same thing on the other side yeah um you know i was there i guess the last time i went was 2013 and had been there in 2011 and 2012 just epic beatdowns by oklahoma in 2013 they get a, a pick six early and you could i mean yeah yeah. It was different. And, it, of course, that's a game that the I think, if you remember, I believe it was Mac Brown's last. Was that it? I think it was. Can't remember that big guy that picked it off. It was a big, big defensive lineman. God, what was his name? Seemed like he started out in offense, ended up on defense. Anyway, got a punt return. 
Yeah, there's those there's those moments by both sides. I'm I'm sure if a, a Texas fan was sitting here, they would say the Shipley kickoff return in 2008 that changed that game when it looked like OU number one in the country, number two, whatever they were, about to blow them out. Shipley returns a kickoff, and that game is different. And then, and this is right on the text line, walking through the fair. Yeah, yeah, it's a huge part of that game. It, it adds to especially it, yeah, afterwards. Oh yeah, yeah. Especially after, yeah. But before though, the the anticipation, there's that anticipation. If say you're in Norman or Austin, you're walking to the stadium, you're doing the tailgating thing, and but this is different because you could. Oh no, there's nowhere to hide if you lose. No, and you could play skeet ball. You could get a corny dog. Go say hi to Big Tex. Drink beer out of a cup. Wax paper cup. Wax paper cup. Nah, it's a really cool atmosphere. Glad that um. Being progressive enough to try to, you know, to assure everybody, that, you know, we're changing conferences, but this game's not changing. Yeah, in Fletchers. fact, in fact, it might be bigger now that they're in the SEC. Fletcher's and a Fletcher's and a cold beer. That is the breakfast of champions at an OU Texas game, and maybe, just maybe, maybe, maybe lunch. it'll be the lunch of champions <laughs> and, if Chris Del Conte and dinner gets afterwards. Yeah, that's exactly. Well, <laughs> oh, there's not a finer thing in life than walking out of that stadium victorious and finding a Fletcher's and a beer. Yeah. It's amazing how much better that tastes <laughs> after a win down inside the Cotton Bowl. Yes, it is. Uh, in an OU Texas game. We'll talk about the rule changes tomorrow. We just didn't have enough time to, to squeeze yes. all that in. Some make sense. Some seem particularly ridiculous. And, of course, Valley Area Tournaments start tomorrow in small schools. Regional tournaments in the larger schools. We'll have all kinds of high school basketball tomorrow as well. Thanks to Tucker Family Beefs, Beef of the Week. This has been the Skinny on Sports right here on the Sports Animal. You've been listening to the Skinny on Sports podcast with Aaron Cow. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available. Thanks for listening. That ball is blistered to 